0: Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to Actus Radio, the nation's only radio program dedicated to the clinical documentation improvement profession. Actus Radio is a bi weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and to Actus. Today, Wednesday, January 31st, marks our 89th program. So, my name is Brian. Murphy, Director of ACTUS, the Association of Clinical Documentation Improvement Specialists, and I'm your host for today's program, Restarting a Struggling CDI Department. I'm joined today by my co-host, you can see it left there, Sharm Brody. Sharm uh, is a CDI Education Specialist with us here at ACTUS and serves as a full-time instructor for our CDI boot camps as well as a subject matter expert. She has nine years, probably well like 10 at this point, Sharm, I'm guessing. I think it is. Consulting. I think it is. We'll have to update that. Um, she's helped implement and oversee a CDI department at a small community hospital and help with the revitalization of CDI at another facility. And I'm glad to have you back on, Charm. So welcome to the program.
1: Thanks, Brian. It is fun to be here. It really is.
0: All right. <laughs> Next, I'm going to introduce our industry guests on today's show. So some new faces to Actis Radio we have with us today. Uh, Madura Shandak. Uh, Madura is an FACHE, MSPT, and RHIA, and she is the executive director of clinical integration at JPS Health Network in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Madura is a data and results-driven professional with extensive clinical and business operations experience. Her areas of interest are clinical integration, revenue integrity, continuous quality improvement, and service excellence. She's got a great background, certified Lean Six Sigma Black Belt professional, um, some graduate degrees, you can see there. She also serves as an active member of a nonprofit organization that inspires community leadership. And I'm very glad to have her on the show. So welcome to the program, Madura.
2: Thank you.
0: All right, and next we have Madura's um, colleague, James Montgomery. James is an RNBSN and is a Clinical Documentation Improvement Manager also for JPS Health Network in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, James is an RN, has a 17-year background that includes uh, critical care, ICU, and acute renal dialysis. So welcome to the program, James.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: Absolutely. All right, we're going to start with, as we always do, with a poll question related to today's topic. I um, ask you to read it. It's a pretty straightforward poll, and we'll come back to the results in a few minutes. We're asking you Has your CDI department ever required a restart? Um, and your options are yes, no, no, but we may need one, um, don't know, maybe you haven't been around long enough to know, or not applicable. Again, I always say we have a number of folks that listen to Actus Radio, they're not all working in CDI or in an acute care hospital setting. So again, um, has your CDI department ever required a restart? Yes, no, no, but perhaps you're thinking you may need one. Don't know, or not applicable. All right, showing our results still coming in. So we'll give you guys just one more minute to uh, pick the option that best pertains and we will come back to these results uh, in just a few minutes great all right well as i mentioned today our guests are madura shandak and james montgomery welcome to the program guys and thanks for being a part of uh, actus radio you know maybe we could start by just getting a little bit of background some context for our audience Um, can you tell us a little bit about the history behind the CDI department at JPS Health Health Network and and what caused um, the need for a, a restart and a kind of a revamp of the processes there, maybe we could start with you, Mitra, over this question.
2: Sure. Uh, thank you once again for having us, and to jump right into answering your question, Brian. We have had JPS has had the CDI program. It started early in 2012 with two RN clinical documentation specialists. And uh, four years later, January 2016, is when I joined the department. And it was evident from some of the work that was happening across the enterprise, definitely an internal audit that that HIM and CDI had been to. And then there was an enterprise risk assessment across JPS that had really heavily indicated as GAP, kind of the clinical documentation improvement needing significant improvement as JPS's top priority and top risk. And obviously those two things alone, in addition to me being in the department and what I saw both on the ground, really proved it to me that there was a need for us to look at the CDI program very closely and even if that meant starting from scratch, uh, we, myself, along with the team, we were upwards. So really that high visibility, knowing that CDI was a top finding on internal audit and the highest enterprise risk, came to me with very high stakes and um, really has led us to our journey over the last two years.
0: Interesting. So it was, a, it was an audit result then that that really prompted it. and showed some gaps or some risk as you said
2: Mm -hmm. all right
1: well i'm going to jump in and ask a question um madura i'm going to send this to you uh what was Mm -hmm. your role prior to coming into the cdi department were you already there at your facility or were you brand new and when you did come into the cdi department if you don't mind were you brought in to restart the program Um, was that why they actually had you come in
2: so and that's a really good question. My background has uh, been in clinical and business operations, primarily in ambulatory. So I have been at JPS for four years now, two of which are within HIM and CDI. And prior to that, I had been on the ambulatory side primarily in business operations community Uh, clinics and community health had always had a business operations component of the work towards HIM in working with the medical staff, not per se clinical documentation, but a lot of medical staff partnerships in the ambulatory world. So that had always been part of my work. And to answer the second part of your question, I don't particularly believe I was brought into this role to restart. I think there was a need that was identified for a significant level of change management or change leadership in the sense that the, the executive leadership here recognized that we might have to either do um, kind of a jumpstart for what was started in 2012 and is there but really not tracking along fine or is not, it may or may not be aligned to what ultimately looks like success for the CDI team and JPS as the organization. So I was brought into the department definitely to look into look into the internal audit closely, of which CDI was one of the findings. But alike with every internal audit, there were many other findings across the HM department.
0: Thank you. Interesting. Um maybe a question for James to get to get you involved here in the conversation. James, you know, we, I, I know I understand you were helping out from kind of the operational perspective and helping to write the program. Um, Could you maybe talk a little bit about what what that meant? Did you have to change up some of the metrics you guys were looking at, some of the review objectives of the staff, maybe the workflow, maybe even staffing itself? Could you talk a little bit about uh, kind of your role in this and how you improve things from the operational piece?
3: Yes. uh i was brought in uh, late two thousand sixteen Madura was already here prior to that there uh there was no direct leadership over the c d i department and that being the current situation there there were needs for improvement in tracking analytics and the metrics of the department uh most of the initiatives at that time were team driven and we have a very committed team Uh, just prior to my arrival they had increased staffing which was a huge necessary step to expanding and restructuring the program and uh, then also of course bringing in a, a manager directly for the cdi team to help kind of Set the goals and set reset the direction. We did uh, conduct a, or institute an outside agency to come in and do a program evaluation to use some of their uh, findings as improvement opportunities, um, and look to where we can continue to move forward. Uh, There were many opportunities that needed to be addressed for engagement with the physicians and buy-in with the physicians and really earning that face value. A lot of what we do and a lot of the success that we have is the hard work that the team is committed to, but also the other side of the, the coin, the physician part of it, and having them recognize us engage us and want to actively be involved so we did of course take many opportunities to engage the physician in different platforms provide education in different platforms and be recognized as a a part of this multidisciplinary team Um, and then along the way being able to track more effectively our impact and the areas of opportunity that are there for documentation improvement and provide that back in a real-time format that is tailored to each each department and each uh specialty area within the hospital sure so it
0: sounds like physician engagement was a, was an issue prior what what, what did it look like before I know you, you were brought in later in the game, but what, what what did you do specifically to re-engage those physicians? Were you were, were you meeting with them more face to face or on the floor, or was it a different uh, computer interface? Or how did that look?
3: It's you know prior to to my arrival, the the team did round. We did rounding episodes. They did uh, education. They were doing some quarterly education. Um, but it was not well well structured. It wasn't um, scheduled essentially. We went in and we increased the level of rounding so that we had face time with the physicians. We increased our quarterly education. We increased the distributed education material from the team and really just took the time to try to get on any meeting or any FaceTime interaction with the providers, be it department meetings, be it, uh, of course, rounding. But one of the best opportunities we've had in this process was actually creating uh, an multidisciplinary task force that included our EMR team, our CDIs, our coders, our physician coders, and several of our key physicians within the hospital to participate in a task force that was solely geared towards making improvements in clinical documentation. That right there really opened the door for continued interaction with the physicians and being recognized as not an entity that is sending you email questions or EMR questions at random, but individuals that they know, that they have ongoing discussions and conversations with regarding uh, documentation needs and how to make improvements.
0: I love it. It's so important to get that buy-in, and it sounds like you've got it from up and down the chain, including EMR and physician and, and your coding staff, so
3: it's a con- there. It is very much a continual process.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure, isn't it? I want to jump in here for a minute. You've mentioned some of the things that might have changed the culture a little bit at your facility from a leadership standpoint, but I'm sure everyone out there is really interested in knowing. How did everyone handle these changes? Um, all of a sudden you were you know, educating them more often, getting involved in more meetings. How did the CDIs themselves handle the changes within the department? And what about the other um, physicians or even any other um, departments within your facility? How did they all handle the changes? And what were some good things that you did that you saw really good results from?
3: Really, from I mean my team, I can't speak uh enough about my team. They're very open to uh any new opportunity they have embraced the change, and there have been a lot in the past two years um, They are more than willing to step up and do additional duties or take on additional rounding uh they're enjoy the engagement with the physician Uh, some of the elements that really kind of proved to be highly effective uh, learning how to tailor our educational delivery Uh, the physicians they work on such a limited time frame and the the amount of time that we have with them even in in meetings is is very limited they have a lot of items to cover and learning how to tailor that education to be impactful specific to that department but very very uh limited with time uh and also not just going with here's the problem but here's the success you know here is where your team is doing great here is where your team is excelling here is where we've slid back a little but we know that if we make this change or we use this template that we'll be right back to where we were and i can't speak uh, enough about the physicians our uh, query response rate is hovering around 92 to 94 percent uh, we get great feedback from the physicians um, they've enjoyed the educational opportunities and the the quarterly education we provide and I think just ultimately opening that that line of communication they know they know the faces now more than they did before, so they see my team members and they know. You know, that is CDI and that is who I talk to. Uh being that we're a teaching facility, also the residents and interns recognize my staff. So it's that's really key, just being being recognized. Absolutely. May I
2: add something to that? Uh, This is Madura.
3: Go ahead, Madura. Yep.
2: So and I James is like one hundred percent right. I think what what he's talking about is so powerful because the CDI team, each CDI team member and James is like now the face of the CDI team and our providers see it as such. And where they really started uh, from, where I think is kind of collecting that voice of the business, voice of the customer in terms of asking the providers in your areas, here is where we see gaps or organizationally sepsis is the priority and here is where we wanna engage with you and inviting and giving them seat at the table has been a really successful model. The task force, James was referring to. I think they uh, the approach was very analytics driven, where they looked at top 50 DRGs and hey, what are the high acuity, high complexity areas that need detailed documentation? And they tackled those through that task force. Which task that task force was led every single time for every template development by a physician because that physician champion was then going back to his or her peers and indicating this is the best practice documentation template and I need you to adopt this, get rid of your self-created, my own template, so that noise in the system for documentation has start, is starting to go away and everybody is starting to focus on the templates that are created through this task force. I think we do a little bit of disservice to our medical staff when we expect them to remember everything and then document everything because there is a lot. And why not instead partner with them and instead of asking queries on the back end, why not proactively create something by taking the feedback from coding and billing and from CDI and the value-based purchasing other quality departments and care management if care management has a need that that can be served through CDI. The task force has just really been key to success and getting the physicians to lead it just has made a significant difference. And along with that, the physicians do recognize that if we don't get appropriate timely responses to our queries, they have allowed us to have that escalation path to another physician who can help us with the queries. So I think that partnership and having, instead of it being guesswork or hope, or this is what I think, I believe, I think having it driven with analytics and and having physicians lead it has been very successful in our environment.
0: Great. Right. You know, maybe we could just wrap up briefly here, and I really appreciate you guys sharing your story. Um, obviously, this required a cultural change. Um, you probably had existing staff, I'm sure you did prior to 2016, that maybe, you know, you needed to get buy-in from them. Um, physicians suddenly being held to a new level of accountability, like you mentioned, with the escalation policy and being asked to participate and actually give their opinion on development of some of these uh definitions or, or new uh, diagnostic criteria you were holding them to Madeira that you you deserve a lot of credit for that. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, the leadership perspective and lend your advice to listeners who might be potentially going through a potential restart or a need for a restart, as we're, as we're going to see in our poll results. Do you have anything you could offer from that perspective from from leading this, this change?
2: Happy to share. I think coming into a new environment, I have um, always known to do a level of operational assessment, financial assessment, but most importantly, cultural assessment of your new teams check for instability and as you see instability that kind of creates a state of unrest and that's how I felt when I came into the department in HIM and CDI that there was operational financial as well as cultural instability and it is so important to put your people first and create an, an environment that supports the psychological safety of your team members and that really a process improvement or implementing new templates can never be a priority if your people don't feel like they are being trusted and they are not being supported to be successful in their role so i would say first is really creating that culture of high reliability creating a culture of safety within your team is where i have started and that's the exact same thing there now did I feel like people were still watching me from the line and thought I was the flavor of the month? Absolutely, for first three to six months, I felt that way, but I think it's that time when team is still looking to see, is this really true or is it just one more thing? And it wasn't a one more thing. The second thing from leadership perspective is, I do not compromise on talent recruitment. I always look for top talent. And if that means there has to be change on the team, that's just part of the process. That's part of the journey, but it's a collective journey. It is not my journey. It is not James's journey. It is not JPS's journey or a CBS team member's journey. It is our collective journey, which really has to be supported with data analytics, but most importantly, building that trust and psychological safety within your team and transparency, telling your team, here is where we are. This is the gap analysis. And here is where we want to be not because I think it's the right thing to do because that's what it says in the literature that's what the best performing CDI programs out there are doing and we are not so that if we want to survive and sustain and be one of the best out there for our own good and for the collective good of the industry then these are the things that we really need to start doing what do you think so I would say and the team would I hope agree we have had so many brainstorming sessions about what's next for us, what's next for us. And that's a very open-ended discussion and inviting your team members an opportunity to come to the table with supporting them. And, and lastly, my responsibility, I think, is always managing up the work that is being done by the team, the Boots on the Ground team, to take it to the executives and the physician champions out there, speak to their work and, give them the credit that they deserve, at the same time, continue to make the case for here are our challenges and here are the resources we anticipate that we might need. And that conversation never goes well, but that doesn't stop me from having that conversation.
0: this was this was great you know we we got so many questions during the program we couldn't get to about you know staffing changes you had to make and what what was the cultural assessment so maybe we could follow up with you after the program uh and james with a a couple of additional questions that we could share with our with our folks um so really appreciated your case study and and your frankly your bravery getting the program redone it couldn't have been easy you mentioned being a flavor of the month a little bit and and uh You've obviously really turned things around. Great response rate, um, and we'll see if we can pry a little more audio after the show. We're just running short on time, but great job, guys. Really appreciate you you coming on. Um, we're gonna just jump back to our poll here for a minute. We did ask folks on the show. Um, let me pull this up here. What whether they our um, their CDI department has ever required a restart so here are our results. You should be seeing those on your screen now. Uh, 26%, a quarter, a little over a quarter of our audience has had some type of department restart. 37% no, but another 21% may need one. Um, 11% don't know and 5% not applicable. Any thoughts here, guys? This is a little surprising to me. I mean, this is... 26% twenty six percent yes eleven twenty one percent may need one I mean, that's close to half our audience that has mm-hmm. obviously had some issues perhaps with their cdi department any any thoughts there from you maybe to start with Midor?
2: i would I, I'm right with you i think forty seven percent those two buckets pulling together, I think that is a strong indicator of you know where we were at two years ago, and to those that fall into that forty seven percent My only, um, I guess, unsolicited piece of advice would don't let anything stop you from doing what needs to be done and what's right for your team in terms of operations, financial return on investment, but most importantly for your team and what's right for your team and what you can accomplish collectively with your medical staff, with your EMR team, with your compliance, with your care management, quality services, don't let any of these don't let anything get in the way of building those partnerships. It's an incremental journey. It's not a, it's not an overnight revolution. It definitely is an evolutionary
0: process. All right. Well, um, really appreciate that again, Nitora, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and close this out. You know, I, I typically at this point in the show would go to our in the news segment. I had a really nice article to share with you all. Unfortunately, there, th- that article has an issue. The, the website is not coming up. It was from Mayo Clinic Proceedings. It was about physician engagement. So, I'm going to bring that back on a future show. It's worth sharing with everybody. You know what? What I'd like to do in just our last couple minutes is to show everybody that uh, if you haven't seen our um, our conference brochure is out. So the 2018 Actis Conference brochure is out. Uh, You can find that here on the website if you go to Networking and Events an Annual Conference. You click here, we have a link to the brochure right here. Um, I'm just going to walk you through a couple interesting things about the 2018 conference. We're really excited about the program we put together. I hope you are too, and I hope we're going to have a lot of attendees at the program. It's our 11th Annual Conference, where our theme is One Thing. Um, What that means is I've always said that we know that a conference is expensive and it's time out of the office, which is hard to do when you're a busy CDI specialist. But if you can take away one thing from a conference and implement it, it's worth going. And uh, we have a lot of things to share with you. We're going to actually be playing off this theme quite a bit throughout the program. But... uh, you know, just for some highlights of what's going on this year, we've added a sixth track dedicated to pediatrics this year, which is pretty cool. We have had pediatric sessions individually prior. We've got a dedicated track. So that is going to accompany our traditional tracks, you know, clinical encoding. We've got sessions by, you know, James Kennedy on coding clinic. We've got um, uh, an outpatient CDI track running throughout all two and a half days of the program. Um, we've got a great session that uh, we've got a hospital that's been investigated by the OIG for uh, severe malnutrition, sharing their case study. Um, so we've got tons of great sessions, much more than I can cover here on the program, but but check it out. We've got some awesome uh, keynote speakers. If anyone's ever heard or seen of uh, Joe Flower, he's a healthcare futurist. He's gonna be sharing the, his perspective on healthcare in 10 years and over to the profession. We've got a CMS speaker. um, Excuse me, CMO, Chief Medical Officer for CMS, talking about healthcare reform. And we've got uh, Allison Massari, who has a wonderful, uh, inspirational story of personal struggles she's overcome. She's a. She's been featured on news organizations and magazines for her story, and we're thrilled to have her on the podium for day three. Um, So we've got. Great keynotes, great education. We've added um, a optional closing night reception. This is the first ever we're going to be doing this year. It's going to be our last full night, so the 23rd. We have a achievement awards reception. Um, you can read more about it here on the website. It's just $25 to the ticket price. We need to head down for this event because space is limited. Get some drinks with appetizers. It's a gorgeous setting called the LDR Grotto Indoor-Outdoor Venue. So a lot going on at the 2018 ACTUS Conference. I'd recommend you, again, head over to our website and take a look at our brochure. Again, right here under the uh, annual conference page, and you can see the link to the brochure here. Download it, and I hope to see you all in uh, San Antonio. Again, that is May 21 through 24th, San Antonio, Texas. Looking forward to it. I hope you guys um, are too. All right. So that is going to do it for today's edition of Actus Radio. We'll see you back here in two weeks. We're going to be talking, speaking of outpatient CDI, a little bit on HCCs in the ED and improving physician documentation. Um, as always, if you have any thoughts, questions about the show, future topics, please email me. You can get me at uh, b.murphy at actus.org again want to thank madura and james for being on today's program and sharing a little bit about their uh, cdi restart and i'm sure we'll be talking to you guys again soon so that will do it for today's edition of Actus radio we'll see you in two weeks and take care everybody
2: thank you for having us
0: thank you bye